and welcome to the 78th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So this week, we're pleased to welcome Bill Stone of Verizon. Bill is the Vice President of Technology Development and Planning. How are you doing, Bill? Doing great. Excellent. So we just sat and listened to Verizon's Investor Day, and there are a lot of exciting things going on with the network at Verizon. Specifically, it looks like C-band deployment's gone faster than was originally expected. For the folks that are listening that didn't have the chance to attend the presentation, can you tell us a little bit about why C-band is so important? Well, as I'm sure you're well aware, 5G is a absolutely critical part of our strategy at this point. And to date, we've been relying on our millimeter wave spectrum for 5G deployment, which is absolutely necessary in the urban areas for the capacity that it provides. And it's really a differentiator in terms of customer experience. But C-band is extremely important to expand the scope and the broadness of that customer experience. C-band enables us to take 5G and move it out to much larger and broader geographies. So, you know, Bill, and, you know, we mentioned before, we know each other 20 years, and the Verizon network has come a, a long way. It was always great, and now you're taking it really to the next level. So how were you able to get to the goal and realize the goal by the end of this year to realize 175 million pop coverage, which was actually the goal for end of 2024. So what did you guys have to do to make that happen? Great question, Roger. So what we're doing is we're taking advantage of our existing 4G grid, that is our existing 4G cell site locations, Basically, the uh, the build plan relies on deploying equipment at those locations, you know, the, the human resources, the people that's needed to go out and do the deployment, and of course, capital investment. All of those resources are fully available. We've got great momentum with the, uh, the C-band build. The execution of the build plan is going extremely well. Shouldn't be all that surprising Given the years of experience that we've had adding new bands, we've done this before with AWS and 700, but it really is remarkable. I think Kyle Malady said this morning, this is the fastest we've ever deployed a new band ever. As a matter of fact, last year we made the commitment to get to 100 million pops by the end of the first quarter. We actually beat that. We're already there. We beat it by two months. And as you just stated, originally we were planning to get to 175 million pops by the end of 2023. We're now on pace to get to the 175 million pops covered by the end of this year. Another element is C-band is performing extremely well. Uh, We're getting the coverage and the throughput we expected. In fact, I'd say with the 64T, 64R technology that we're using, it's actually exceeding the expectations of many. We're roughly getting coverage that's equivalent to the uh, the AWS band today, referring back to that 4G grid that we're taking advantage of. Just already today, we've got 300 million pops covered with AWS. So you might imagine, you know, we're going to be moving very quickly up to 250 million pops covered with C-band. We, we're actually expecting to get to that threshold by the end of 2024. 
And and Bill, I think you said here something very important that some of our listeners may miss. You're saying that your coverage is that of AWS. And AWS is below 2.5 gigahertz, right? It's 1,700, 2,100. So you're getting with C-band better coverage than anybody hoped or expected for. And being that far lower is, is substantial. Yeah, it really is remarkable, Roger. And I'll refer again to the massive MIMO technology. We're using the latest and greatest. That's the 64T64R massive MIMO technology that I referred to. What that actually does is it's a advanced antenna technology that increases the gain, provides much higher focused gain in the direction of our users, which improves the uplink performance. That's the link from the customer device back to the cell site. That link is typically the limiting factor in coverage. So the gains we're getting from massive MIMO make up for the difference, the physics differences in uh, propagation loss between the lower frequencies and the higher frequencies with C-band. Wow. That's what we get with massive MIMO. And, and you know, I used to say that the speed difference between 4G and, and 5G was like 10%. Now it's 180% because of the massive MIMO. I think the difference in spectral efficiency is also massive. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And uh, just to put a finer point on that, Roger, today, you know, just with C-band alone, we're we're seeing performance of greater than 900 megabits a second. And we're also taking advantage of all the latest and greatest features such as carrier aggregation. And with carrier aggregation with other frequency bands, when you combine C-band with those frequencies, we get greater than a gigabit per second. One other thing I should emphasize about C-band 2 is that today we only have access to the first 60 megahertz. We actually acquired on average across the country 161 megahertz of spectrum depth. It actually varies by market. When we get to 2023, we'll have access to the full 161, which depending on the market will be anywhere between 140 and 200 megahertz of spectrum. So the performance and the capacity that we're getting today from C-band is only going to get better as we move into the into the future and get access to additional bandwidth and take advantage of more capabilities and features like carrier aggregation that I was referring to. It's really just early days with uh, C-band. Right. So with speeds approaching a gigabit over wireless, I mean, it really kind of begs, you know, the, the use cases, I think, are still evolving, but one of the use cases that, that we've heard a lot of talk about from Verizon is fixed wireless, and it's a very big part of, of your strategy. Can you talk about some of the design challenges for building a network for fixed wireless or that you know, is able to work with wireless handsets as well as you know, fixed wireless stations? Sure. Fixed wireless customers in general will generate higher usage than a typical mobile customer that we've primarily been serving historically. Now, we're able to overcome that through several different means. One, I just referred to the fact that we're going to be scaling up and adding additional C-band sites, which are going to provide additional capacity. We're going to get access to more spectrum over time. One of the more interesting things that I wanted to mention is that the, the usage patterns I referred to mobile as our legacy customer type, they typically have busy hours between like 12 and 6 p.m. in the afternoon. That's their peak 
usage time. That's the busy hour. For fixed wireless, it happens at a different time of the day. It typically happens between 7 and 9 p.m. So actually, the fixed wireless customers are fitting into a time of day when there was already additional capacity that was available. So the fact that the busy hours are skewed or offset between mobile and fixed actually enables us to handle more in the way of fixed wireless customers rather easily. Another point, we were talking about 5G and C-band in general, but specifically with 5G, we're seeing greater spectral efficiency, meaning that we can put more usage or more data to the tune of about 80% more data through the 5G network than we can the, the legacy 4G network. So we're bringing many of our fixed wireless customers on at the same time that we're getting that capacity gain, that big uplift from, from 5G. Also, I've mentioned features and capabilities a couple times, things like carrier aggregation. There's other enhancements that are still yet in the roadmap for 5G that will provide us additional capacity. And then the last thing, too, is that we do continue to add cell sites to the network. So the ongoing densification can be targeted in the specific areas where we see the greatest demand and the greatest uplift with fixed wireless. So the combination of all those things are the, the, the various design levers that we take advantage of to accommodate fixed wireless users. And so when we look at C-band, it's a much more suburban solution because when I look at wireless data usage, right? A handset has somewhere between 10 and 20 gigabytes. A fixed wireless user is probably using it just like an average normal fiber or, or, or cable connection, and they're in the hundreds of gigabytes. And you've designed the network that it can do that, that it can absorb this magnitude change and then some, right? That's quite impressive. Yeah, Roger, I would add on to that and say we're, we're heavily focused on five vectors of growth. The fixed wireless component that we were just speaking about is one of those five vectors of growth. Uh, we plan our network capacity out at least 18 to 24 months. So we have our own internal tools that enable us to forecast traffic. All of those tools incorporate the five vectors of growth and all of the aspirations of our business units, the, the consumer team, the business teams. So we have total confidence that we have ample capacity already in the network and planned in the future for the sales teams to lean in and take advantage of these new revenue opportunities. And by the way, that's across all geographies. You mentioned suburban. We're in a great position to keep up with capacity, not just in suburban, but urban and rural as well. But then there comes fixed wireless, um, millimeter wave in, right? To provide really a lot of oomph to the network. Yeah, millimeter wave is absolutely vital. It's a, um, a critical part of our network deployment and capacity planning and our, our ability to deliver a differentiated customer experience. The deployment of millimeter wave is focused in the high usage areas. So think dense urban, urban places like venues and airports. It's been extremely effective in the 
Last year, we've seen a major uptick in the millimeter wave usage. As a matter of fact, year over year, we've seen a, believe it or not, an 856% increase in millimeter wave usage. And now where millimeter wave is deployed, it's picking up roughly 10% of the total usage in those geographic areas. So absolutely a differentiator and uh, enables us to provide that superior premium customer experience in those high usage areas that otherwise would be a lot more challenging to keep up with from a capacity perspective. Well, Bill, I think that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're more than welcome. Great being here. Thanks, Bill. Really appreciate it.